If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here is your host, Brian Reinbold. Welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You know, I, recently I was asked, why Bravehearts? You know, why do you call it that? Um, a Braveheart is, is anyone with the courage and purpose to be of service to others. And that's not just our guests. That's, that's you, the listeners. Uh, and I, I understand that's why you're here because you have that courage and purpose to be of service to others. Uh, and I am the mission specialist. And, uh, you know, so, somebody, one of my guests, Carl, uh, a couple of weeks ago, he said, he said, uh, that sounds great. Tell me more about that. And I thought, I mean, Carl's one of my best friends. You know, I, I, maybe I should just uh, say a little bit more about why the mission specialist. And, uh, and uh, what that is, uh, I don't fly the rockets. I just help make sure the trip gets accomplished. And I believe that we live in the best time in the history of the world, the best place, but not everyone sees it that way. So uh, my role is to, uh, is to bring people up to spread optimism and to uh, help people find that empowerment from within so that they can also understand that this is the best time. This is our best. This is our time. This is our place. Um, so that's the, why the mission specialist. And you're tuned in to voiceamerica.com. We're with a leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. I'd encourage you to connect with us at BraveHeartsForKids.org, and especially at this time of year, uh, going to the end of the year, a great time to donate now, if you can. $20 uh, helps uh, provide a banner for a child's room, and uh, $30 uh, provides uh, a tree for a birthday tree for a child's room uh, when, when the child uh, has cancer, and $50 will do both. Um, today, we're going to be talking about unlocking the leader within, um, because this can help you to define what success means to you, and you know what that means for you is that you can do it, and you're ready now. Uh, so my guest today is uh, a career progression expert, bilingual speaker, leadership and career coach, Rosie Zelinskas, uh, one of my uh, one of my favorite people from the National Speakers Association. And uh, you know, we were in our uh, National Speakers Association Academy. Um, one of the things that they encouraged us to do is is to figure out some way to say, um, you know, I know Rosie; she's known for integrity. And she helps successful women advance their careers. And I, you know, I, that, that wasn't something that was provided. That was, that's based on, on what I know about Rosie Zelinska. So, hey, welcome to the show again, Rosie. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you, Brian. It's always a pleasure to have a conversation with you. And um, unlocking the leader within uh, that I just, uh, I thought that was a good title for the show today. Um, uh, you know your 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 uh, nineteen stages uh, is is all about that, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. I am a career progression expert, and I specialize in helping women get the title and money they deserve, so that they can get a seat at the table and get that career and a life that they love. So mm -hmm. that's that's what I've been specializing in, and I have identified that there is essentially five phases to when you won 
uh, job or uh, title career. And it could be that there's 19 different stages within that phase. So there's five phases and within each phase, it's 19 different action items. So that's why I came up with 19 stages. Well, and, you know, being, you know, I have, the, I have the NASA connection and, you know, the mission specialist and all that business. And, and so when, when I hear 19 stages, I think that sounds like a rocket that's going along. With. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. There's definitely enough work to do. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the, uh, the idea of 19 stages, um, how, did, how did that come about for you? You know, it actually came about very naturally when I started thinking about my own career and my own journey in moving up the ladder and getting the seat at the table. Right now, I'm a vice president for an insurance company. And that when I started kind of thinking about what I wanted to share with other women so that they can also progress in their career, it actually pretty much evolved into I identified what worked for me in, in my career. And that's how I came up with the 19 stages. And uh, uh, I think there were three, three steps in particular that uh, you, you said uh, that you wanted to uh, be able to focus on. Uh, yes, there's definitely three steps. So uh, do you want to just get into it right now with step number one? Yeah, let's do that. How about that? Uh, All right, are, you, are you asking for my feedback on that then? Is that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as a matter of fact, Brian, the first step, so, so I had written, um, and it's kind of like an e-booklet, and it's basically the three steps for women in corporate America to stop being left behind. Mm -hmm. And this is essentially how I came up with these three steps, because again, it's an additional uh, action items there that are easy to understand. They're not necessarily, I should say, they're simple to understand, not necessarily easy to implement. But as everybody knows, if you take baby steps, eventually you get somewhere big. Mm -hmm. so, the, so step number one is actually requesting feedback. And when, we, when we're talking about requesting feedback is you really have to have the courage to ask for what you need. Because if you don't ask for what you need, your manager may not even know that you're interested in moving up the ladder. And, and moving up the ladder or getting a seat at the table could be anything. It could be whatever table you're comfortable with. Some people are happy staying in their position that they are long term, and that's perfectly fine. Other people are a little bit more uh, comfortable with being uncomfortable. So they're seeking that, you know, to move up the ladder. But when you don't ask for what you need, then how is someone going to know what you want? And actually that happened to me because uh, when I was in the middle of my career, I was doing really well and I was kind of waiting and waiting for people to come and tap yeah. me on the shoulder and nobody ever came. <laughs> and that's when I realized that I had to have the courage to go and talk to my manager. And then the other thing is, once you actually talk to your manager, and if they do give you, say, constructive criticism, you have to have an open mind and an open heart to be able to accept that information. Mm -hmm. And then what you can do is take that information, whatever they give you, and that's actually great if they're giving you constructive criticism, yeah. because those are tools that you can use to advance your skills and grow professionally. So it's gold when someone gives you constructive criticism because you can use that to continue to grow. 
So that that's really good information. With you know, in requesting uh, feedback and uh, expecting constructive criticism it, it kind of uh, it comes down to that uh, that idea of presuming positive intent that we find so important that if you uh, if you ask for feedback and then presume positive intent uh, then you can you can I suppose you can expect that that will be constructive correct absolutely I don't think any manager is going to give you uh, constructive criticism to just make you mad or you know for ill will. I think for the vast majority of managers, uh, people want you to succeed. But, you know, honestly, managers are so busy, number one, managing their team, mm-hmm. and number two, managing their own career, that they don't have time to manage you. And that's that brings me to another point. It's you're the manager of your own career. You're responsible for your career. Mm-hmm. So if you're not going to take the time to invest in your career to, and and that could be anything. It could be listening to podcasts. It could be reading, researching, whatever the situation is. But it is your responsibility to make yourself known and learn and grow. But more than anything, request feedback. So that was the very first step, you know, from the process. And I, you know, I, I expect we'll probably talk about mentorship a little bit. Uh, but you know, one of my great mentors uh, from the past. Uh, Earl Nightingale. Uh, I, I remember hearing him describe a situation. He said, "He said you have to be worth more than you're being paid. You have to be worth more than you're being paid because if you're being paid all you're worth, you can't advance." Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, like so, mentoring. I think that it's it's very important if you don't have a mentor to get a mentor and it could be anyone that is in a senior leadership position and it doesn't even have to be anyone that's within your organization it could be outside of your organization the big thing that you're looking for there is guidance on Mm -hmm. what you could possibly do to continue to grow in your career ideas that you haven't thought about one of the other things is also talking to other people that you've worked with like that you've maybe had Uh, projects and and you know these people and you're comfortable with them but you could always go to them and say hey I'm interested in in advancing professionally is there anything that you can tell me that I can do better and that's basically uncovering your blind spots so again that's going to be critical for you to know how other people see you so that you can continue to identify those skills that you can continue to improve yeah, you know that 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 idea of blind spots. It's um, I've done a lot of work in sales and sales management, yeah. and, and one of the things that we talked about with our sales teams was the idea that you have uh, competence levels. You have the um, yes. call it the un- unconscious incompetent who doesn't know that they don't know, but they're they're the most trouble because they think they know what they're right. doing. And then you've got the conscious incompetent, which might be how I describe myself in a lot of situations. Like, I, I just don't, I just, I know that I don't know how to do this. Right. And then there's the unconscious competent. And then uh, the, who's, who's like the, the natural, I suppose, mm-hmm. best described. And then there's, there's what we, what we seek to develop. And that's, uh, I'm good at this and I understand why. And that's, that's kind of what you're, uh, that's really what you're getting at there, right? Yes, no, absolutely. I think it's very important for you to know what you don't know, especially when you're trying to move up the ladder. And that's exactly what I'm talking about is if you talk to other people and they can help you identify those blind spots, then you start learning yeah. what you don't know about yourself. And that that's a huge 
improvement. And the added bonus is when you're talking to people, you pick up little nuggets of information that they've done in their own career. And from each person, when I was going through the process, and I've done this process a, a few times in my career, I always picked up one or two little nuggets of information that I could, you know, kind of bring into my process that helped me, you know, get to the next level. Outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, and, and being, being willing and able to say, Hey, I, I don't, I know that I don't know. I must have blind spots, but, uh, can you help me identify what those are? That's, uh, that, that takes some courage. It, it does. It definitely does. The other thing is when you, if, so we, we talked about the person that kind of knows that if they're going to get constructive criticism, you know, to have that open mind. Mm -hmm. There may be other people that are not necessarily soliciting that information and they get it and then they're angry and they're angry with their manager for giving them that information and they ultimately are not taking responsibility for their actions. Mm -hmm. And so if you find yourself in a position where someone is giving you some some criticism and this could apply for home too by the way mm -hmm. someone's giving you criticism and you're just like no I don't do that it's not my fault you know just kind of take a step back pause a little bit and take a look at what you're doing what your actions because the person is telling you that for a reason right mm -hmm. so you might have a what's called a a fixed mindset yeah. and there are definitely um, ways that you can change from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset it sounds like the, the difference between uh, the, the static and the dynamic uh, things that, that we talk about sometimes. Hey, we're going to take a quick break here on Brave Hearts Radio. Uh, my, my guest today, Rosie Zelinskis, uh, unlocking the leader within, Rosie from 19 stages. And uh, we'll be back on the other side of 60 seconds. Stick with us. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Brave Hearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. 
And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. We explained a little bit about what a Braveheart is and why I'm the mission specialist going into the first segment. Um, you can connect with us at Bravehearts for Kids, Bravehearts for BraveheartsRadio.org. You can find all the past episodes of the show as podcasts in the show links section. And um, we're doing our mission building coaching and retreats now on Zoom video. So for a free consultation there, uh, go to mission specialist at BraveheartsRadio.org or uh, go to send me an email at that uh, mission specialist at BraveheartsRadio.org. Uh, today we have, uh, as, uh, we're talking about uh, unlocking the leader within with our, our guest, Rosie Zelinskis. Uh, Rosie is a career progression expert, a bilingual speaker, leadership and career coach. And uh, I know Rosie, she's uh, known for integrity and she helps successful women advance their careers. You can connect with her at 19stages.com, check out the website, or 19 uh, 19 stages at gmail.com to uh, connect with Rosie by email. It's nine, the number 19, the word stages.com or 19 stages at gmail. And you can find the three simple steps for women in corporate America to stop being left behind. It's an outstanding workbook. And uh, I've just, I've got to say in, in looking it over, I see the, um, uh, the art that reminds me of uh, the uh, Dutch neoplasticist Piet Mondrian. And uh, for those of you that didn't think we were sophisticated here on uh, Bravehearts Radio, <laughs> hey, we've got uh, a reference to a Dutch neoplasticist uh, going, we got it all going on here today, Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Brian. <laughs> so the three simple steps for women in corporate America to stop being left behind. That's, uh, I'd, I'd say that is an outstanding looking workbook. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I put it together so that women could have very actionable steps. Mm -hmm. And if they're, if they feel like they're stuck in their career, they can go to this workbook and there's actionable steps that they can actually start thinking about so that they can start, you know, getting things rolling. Yeah. And, uh, that, well, that's a, that's a big part of it, isn't it? Is, is to just, uh, take, take action. And, Absolutely. Uh, the next, uh, um, so we we talked um, talked a bit about um, the idea of requesting feedback, mm -hmm. and um, you know how important that can be. What else uh, would be uh, would be a concern? Yeah. So the next uh, the next thing that someone can start thinking about is what are the limiting beliefs that are holding them back. Mm. That's going to be a critical piece because, you know, kind of like we were talking about in the first segment where you're uncovering your blind spots. When you start thinking about your limiting beliefs, people don't really realize that things that may make them uncomfortable or things that they don't know anything about, those mm. are limiting beliefs. So if you Again, if you start feeling uncomfortable about something, you would need to spend a little bit of time kind of investigating and understanding why that's making you feel uncomfortable, because that's going to be where you start identifying your limiting beliefs. You may think that you don't deserve to move up the ladder. You may think that you don't deserve to, you know, get that promotion. And that's a limiting belief because who's telling you that you don't deserve that promotion? 
Who's telling you that you don't deserve that that next career move? Nobody. Nobody's telling you, or I hope nobody's telling you that you don't deserve that. You know, it's all self-talk, and that self-talk, you really have to kind of clean it out because sometimes there's cobwebs in there that, you know, you're, it's kind of like that roommate that's just kind of berating you and it's in your head and you need to clean that out. So when you identify your limiting beliefs, then that gives you a chance to grow and explore other things that you may never thought that you may be interested in or that you could do or that you would deserve. I think a lot of people, and most recently, I always kind of thought that it was most mostly women that didn't think they were uh, worthy or deserving of a position. But I've recently been, been coaching some men, and men actually feel the same way. Uh, I've talked to a couple of men that, that have said that they have to understand and believe that they deserve that promotion. So identifying your limiting beliefs is key, Brian. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, that uh, it's a human condition, uh, limiting to beliefs. It, uh, it's, it's not a, it's not a gender. It, it's not, not, it's, it, it applies to everyone. We all exactly. have them to some degree. Um, and, you know, I suppose part of, uh, part of the problems that we see when people talk about ego, for example, is uh, maybe a, an, an obsession with overcoming something. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just going random here, but uh um, that, how do how do you uncover the the, the self limiting beliefs? Well, I think one of the things uh, for me, for example, when um, I was in the middle of my career, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I kind of thought that people would just come to me. That's actually to to be promoted. That mm-hmm. was actually a limiting belief because I was literally wasting time and not being able to to get to that next step because I thought that the manager would just come to me and say, hey, apply for this position. Hey, let's, you know, what, what next step of your career? When I actually talked to somebody, uh, an executive, and I said, you know, I'm interested in moving up to a management position. They're like, oh, really? I would have never thought of you for a management position. And when I asked why, they said, well, you never said anything. So that's an example of a limiting belief because I thought that I didn't need to say anything because they would just notice my hard work. That was yeah. my intention. They, they would just notice how well I was doing and my hard work, but that wasn't true at all. So that's an example of a limiting, limiting belief, something that you're either doing or not doing that is not propelling you to where you want to go. You know, that's a great example because, it, you know, I, I think of limiting beliefs as something I believe about myself. And that's an example about something you believe about what others will do or what yes. they should do or what they should see, uh, which uh, that's, a, that's a really interesting perspective. Yes, it is. No, absolutely. It, it, and it could be anything, you know. But I, again, when you're talking about career progression, that's why it's so important to get feedback and to talk to people because when you identify those blind spots, that's another way that you can start uncovering your limiting beliefs. Uh, this, this, this is uh, this could go back to our, our friend John Blumberg. Uh, yes. And and uh, I, I did a, a program with him recently. Uh, the uh, uh, the virtual circle of integrity is a terrific yes. program. And uh, he he said. Um, uh, one of one of the times when he he had a, an example, he was speaking to a middle school class, and he said he said, "If you ever had a tough audience as a speaker, 
middle school students. I know that feeling, you know. But he said <laughs> one of the one of the he was talking about drift, and uh, he said one of the students asked a question that no one in his executive group had ever asked. He said, he said, do you think it's easier for other people to see? The drift than it is for you to see it. And I wonder if it's easier for other people to see our limiting beliefs than it is for us to see them. Oh, absolutely, Brian. I think that's a great uh, point because, you know, like whenever you're in a situation or whenever a friend tells you about a situation, whether it's work or a relationship or whatever, you as an outsider can see immediately what they should or shouldn't be doing yeah. or what, you know, typically. Yeah. And, uh, and the person that's in the situation really doesn't see it. So I think your career is, is the same way. You're so in it and embedded and busy with your day to day that you don't see the action items that you could be doing so that yeah. you can progress. So it, again, you know, you, you just need to do a little bit of work. And I wonder that, you know, when you, you started out with the idea of requesting feedback, maybe I'd, I, I, I just have an idea that there's an action item for me is uh, I, I think I could request feedback from people that, that I know that know me well and say, yeah. hey, what do you think limiting beliefs are? Absolutely. I think that's a great idea. A, <laughs> I should a, do that too, right? What a, what a great, hey, what a, you know, that's a, that's a worth tuning in today, I think, for uh, Bravehearts Radio. Um, yeah, because if, if uh, you know, to, to ask to ask what he, what do you think my living beliefs? I got a, I got a plaque. I got to tell you this. I got a plaque from my mom when I was in high school and it's got a picture of a sailboat at the sunset. It's only about four by six inches. I've had it on, on the wall of my bathroom ever since I was in high school. And it says your only obligation in any lifetime is to be true to yourself. Mm. Uh, it's a quote from Richard Bach. And, uh, and I thought, you know, and, and that was from mom. And she was always saying, you can be anything you want to be. And you, um, thanks, Mom. Yeah, you know, uh, I love that. So, you know, it's interesting. So you mentioned John Blumberg just a, a few mm -hmm. minutes ago. And this morning I read one of his uh, last posts that he did, and he was talking about traditions and changing you know, just changing traditions. He was talking about how he and his family used to go to midnight mass and then him and his son now. And so things are changing. And so that kind of uh, triggered a limiting belief in my head about my upcoming Christmas with my mm -hmm. family, because one of the limiting beliefs that I've always had is like, we absolutely have to have Christmas every year together and be, you know, just family. But now with COVID, we're not going to be able to do that. So this morning when I read John's um, traditions the post that he did kind of triggered a limiting belief that I have about the holidays and Christmas and how I'm going to be okay and survive this Christmas without, you know, being in the presence of my family. So that's another example that's not career related, but that's another example of a limiting belief that I have. <laughs> yeah. And how, how do you suppose that, um, well, this, this year, um, like every year is different. This year is different in its own ways. Um, how do you suppose that, uh, that uh, people have, um, have either found things to be more limiting or liberating with the, uh, with the propensity to Zoom versus personal meetings, for example? 
Well, I think it's been liberating the fact that we no longer have to drive places. We don't have to leave the comfort of our own home. If you don't want people to see you, you can turn your camera off. So from that perspective, there's been a lot of conveniences. Mm. But I do believe that if you are trying to grow and advance in your career, you need to do the opposite. You need to be reaching out to people and having those conversations and uh it's just a matter of you can become so isolated when you're home, when you're working from home. And so now is not the time for you to, you know, kind of hold back and wait for people to reach out to you if you are trying to, to um, grow in your career. So I think it's very important that you take the time to reach out to people and just remind people that you're there, that you're interested in moving up the ladder, that you're interested in other opportunities. Because even within my corporation, we're an insurance company. So you could go from an underwriting department to maybe marketing or, you know, to from operations to marketing, operations to claims, whatever the situation is. But now more than ever, Brian, is when you actually do need to be reaching out to people. And I, and I, have been thinking this, you know, to myself as well, because we're so busy again in our day to day that I'm not really making it a point to reach out to people to just chat. I mean, we, we have meetings and, you know, I call people, but it's more of, Hey, I'm calling you to say hi without a business purpose. So Mm -hmm. that's what I need to start doing myself as well. Yeah, it's um, and, uh, something I have on my on my uh, uh, what if it were possible's list. Uh, mm-hmm. I call it the no agenda calls. Just um, yes, uh, you know, just those relationship calls. And and there's there's not a lot of people that are on that call list uh, anymore of just uh, you know, dialing them up and and calling. You know, that's yes. kind of a special group of people these days. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's uh, and that, but that's a terrific thing. Uh, you know, it, it's amazing how time flies when you're having fun. We're uh, we're up against our next break, and we will be back uh, with uh, Rosie Zelinskas from 19 Stages, unlocking the leader within on uh, Voice America's Brave Hearts Radio. Stick with us. We will be back on the other side of 60 Second. America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. 
The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also email Brian. His email is mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You are listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist because we live in the best time in the history of the world. And, you know, my my part as a mission specialist is to help the people that don't see it that way to uh, be empowered, to have that empowerment come from within and uh, be part of making this the best time in the history of the world. Um, you can connect with us at BraveHeartsForKids.org, and it's a great time to donate now. Your $20 donation goes a long way to create a banner for a child's room so that when they come home from the hospital, they got something lovingly made by volunteers. And, um, uh, you know, that, that helps make the connection for those families that are dealing with pediatric cancer. Uh, today, you know, coming into the third segment, I always shout out to National Day Calendar. My, my good friends, Marlo and Alice Anderson at the nationaldaycalendar.com. Uh, they, they created this. Uh, today is uh, December 7th. Uh, it's Cotton Candy Day. Um, and then it's also Illinois Day. So happy Illinois Day, Rosie. It's good to, good to, good to have you uh, on the show from Illinois. And it's also Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. And, uh, I, you know, I, December 7th, uh, you know, as Franklin Roosevelt said, a day that will live in infamy. infamy. Um, I, I looked up um, the, uh, I remembered learning that my, my mentor, Earl Nightingale, was one of the one of very few survivors of the USS Arizona. Oh, uh, that where more than half the people who died on uh, in Pearl Harbor uh, died on the USS Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, U.S. Marine Corporal Earl Nightingale became a, a, a an amazing public speaker and and leader and, and one of my mentors. And I I found that there are are uh, are, are two uh, Lou Conter Ken Potts the last two survivors of the USS Arizona. And they're, they're both near 100 years old. Uh, Ken Potts is from, uh, from Illinois, too. So uh, uh, thank, you know, thank you um, for, your, for your service and um, Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. Um, so that's the, uh, that's the national day calendar. Um, where were we, Rosie? Well, we were talking about unlocking the leader within, That's and right. we were talking about the limiting beliefs. So yeah, and uh, and then the, the third step once you've uh, once you've uh, you know get your feedback, find out what uh, uh, find out from your from people close to you what what they think your limiting beliefs might be, because uh, we, we we talked about the idea that you know it's, it may be that others see see that before we see it. Exactly, exactly, Brian. So, and happy Illinois Day to you too, by the way. Thank you. And you know, and that may be why why they're called blind spots too, because if we if we don't see them, other people say, "Well, how can you not know that about yourself?" You know, exactly. I yeah. yes. So um, you know, because um, uh, and then the third step uh, is is uh, you say is to apply. 
Yes, the third step is to apply. And so it's so interesting to me, and I think you and I have talked about this, you know, this one piece of information in the past, but one of the things that I find so interesting about women specifically is that sometimes we do have to give ourselves permission to do a certain thing. And in this situation is apply for a position that you're interested in. And what I mean by that is that um, a few years ago, several years ago, Hewlett Packard did a study of their own staff. And they found that men would apply for any open position within their, you know, their corporation, having about 60% of the skills for the job. Women, though, would wait till they would have 100% of the skills so they literally are holding themselves back and by simply applying for a position that they're interested in even if they don't have you know all 57 characteristics on the job requirement they're giving themselves permission to advance in their career mm-hmm. and honestly Brian you never know if the two or three let's just assume that the the Hewlett Packard statistic holds true and two or three men are applying and they're all at 60%, you come in and you have 80% of the skills, you're obviously obviously going to be better qualified to get the job. But if in your head, you're like, oh, I don't have all of the characteristics in the job description, that's another limiting belief. Yeah. So you have to give yourself permission to apply for that position, even if you don't have all of the requirements on there. If anything, it gives you practice to interview. It gives you practice to talk about your skills, about how you can shine. And if you don't get it, then what are you going to do? You're going to apply again until you get that position. It's all about taking action, Brian. Yeah, and it's. I'm thinking that if if you if you apply and if you if you if you don't have all the skills required, or if you don't have all, maybe you find out what the areas are that you need that you need to improve in, and focus on that. And that that would be impressive. That's exactly my point. Yes, absolutely. So you you need to start figuring out what those uh, skills are for the next position. And you know, skills are there. They can either be transferable skills or knowledge skills. Skills such as knowledge skills is you know like. A lawyer, you're going to have to go to law school for that. Mm-hmm. A doctor, you're going to have to go to med school for that. But, you know, so that's knowledge skills. So you need to learn the topic or to become an expert. But transferable skills like being organized, being timely, you know, being able mm-hmm. to follow through on a project, those are all transferable skills. It doesn't matter what job you do. Those skills will follow you to whatever job you do. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, applying for a position or asking for, you know, to uh, work on a special project or a stretch project for three to six months, those are all opportunities for you to grow. And it's not necessarily applying for a position per se, but it's certainly getting outside of your comfort zone and asking for what you want. So we kind of go back to, you know, just having the courage to have that conversation with your manager to let them know that you're ready for something more. All right. And more more information about this uh, for listeners at 19stages.com. If they want to connect with you, they can connect with you at uh, 19stages at gmail.com. That's uh, the the number 19, the word stages, 
uh, com or at gmail.com and you'll uh, you'll be uh, right in line with uh, Rosie Zelinskis and um, you know you, you mentioned uh, uh, in this Hewlett Packard study that they said uh, men would apply with 60% of the skills and women would wait until they had 100% of the skills um, you know I, I, it reminds me of uh, something about men that it, it were just notoriously bad at math um, <laughs> Yeah, whether you know, because they uh, something like eighty percent of men in a survey. And I don't know where this comes from, but they said eighty percent of men consider themselves better than average looking. Yeah. Um, that, how is that possible? Well, it's just, it. we're not good at math or something. I don't know what it is. But, uh, <laughs> well, um, I, I want to say one more thing about that statistic, Brian. Is that you know um, the managers made it a point to identify that nobody was telling the women that they couldn't apply for these positions. Mm-hmm. It was their own inner dialogue. So that's another example of a limiting belief. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's, um, I, is, is that what they refer to as the glass ceiling? That, yes. That, that, that uh, yeah. Yes, that's exactly it. Because you put, you put whatever limit or whatever um, height your ceiling is, if you keep doing the same thing over and over, and, you know, as we know, you know, that definition of insanity is that, that you keep doing the same the same thing over and over expecting a different result mm-hmm. but you know in this situation this is exactly why i put this guide together because i want women to just become aware so many women are not even aware that they themselves are holding themselves back and one of my personal missions is to educate women so that they can even just be aware of the things that they can do to help themselves grow in their careers. I think that's critically important, especially in this day and age, especially when we have the first black female vice president elect coming in. So I'm super excited about that as I'm sure, you know, a lot of women are in in the world. So that's a lot of, you know, a lot of men are excited about it too. You know, this idea that, uh, that, you know, my, I got four daughters, uh, yes. you know, I'd love to see, uh, them have the idea. Yeah, I can, yes, I can. Like, like grandma told, uh, told Papa, you can be anything you want to be, you know, that you can too, little girls. Yes, indeed. Go up, go for it. And, uh, exactly. and, um, yeah, so that's, um, and that's that's why I say we are in the best time in the history of the world because you know, a hundred years ago we wouldn't be having this conversation. Absolutely. So. You know, another thing that that I'm you know hoping that we can actually do a better job at in this world is just to close that gender gap. You know, between men and women, whether it's in the workplace or at home. But um, and a shout out to I read a, a study by McKinley. And they actually were saying that Iceland was actually one of the countries that were that was doing a better job or one of the best jobs in closing that gender gap. And one other thing is about closing the gender gap within the United States. It's going to take us, according to McKinley, another hundred years to be able to close that gap. And I want that to be way sooner than a hundred years from now. So I'm on a mission, Brian. I know we've had, we've had this conversation before. It's like uh, well, if it you know if 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 the if you close the gender gap, then then what happens? Then the women get ahead and the guys are playing catch up. What's going on? <laughs> uh, and um, we're going to go to a break again here quickly. But it, there's 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 something I, I know we've we've shared this idea before. It's like there's uh, there's a um, it's big news when the vice president is uh, is a black or uh, Indian female, right? Uh, but when it's when it'll really be news is when it's not news anymore 
when it's yeah. just, you know, when it's just, hey, what, what's, what's, you know, that's just normal. And I, I had a conversation with Winston, my executive producer, about the idea that at some point in time, we're going to have seven or we're going to have nine black females on the Supreme Court. And, yep. uh, and, and it's, you know, it's like at that point, um, we say, well, that's, that's just what we expect because they're best at what they do. You know, so um, uh, may, may, we may not uh, we may not see that it takes a hundred years for it to close, yeah. and have to really keep ourselves in good shape. So, absolutely, <laughs> um, we'll take one more break, and then we'll be back uh, to wrap things up here on Bravehearts Radio with Rosie Zelinskis, uh, unlocking the leader within. Stick with us. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also email Brian. His email is mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio. And I'm grateful and really privileged to be with you here on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Uh, connect with us at BraveHeartsForKids.org and, uh, you know, consider donating now. It's uh, it is the season for that. Uh, also, um, I want to just uh, a shout out to the Chicago Help Initiative. Um, Jacqueline Hayes has uh, been a terrific guest on the show, and I got a, a, a note from her the other day that said, uh, if you can uh, help with a bag meal, uh, you know, they're doing about 3,500 to 5,000 meals a week now. And uh, they, they, they're not having them indoors. They're, they're collecting bag meals for people and uh, uh, making a difference. But uh, you can find uh, Chicago Help 
initiative.org. You find information about how to be involved there. They're also doing a clothing drive. If you, uh, if you have the opportunity to, um, uh, to, to help with that, that's a terrific uh, thing for the, for the, uh, the folks that are served uh, by the Chicago Help Initiative, the, the homeless in Chicago. And they say there's about 80,000 people that are, that are homeless in Chicago now. Uh, I also wanted to say something about um, in my brother's shoes.org, uh, Lucia Morrow, uh, filmmaker, has been on the show a couple of times. Uh, the, uh, the film I Have a Name, which is a documentary about the Chicago Help Initiative and the idea that the, you know, the, the, the people that, that you see on the street have names, they have identities, and uh, it's a beautiful documentary. I've seen it, and it's also the winner of the, night, of the 2020 International Vatican Film Festival Best Documentary. So on, you can find, find information on that. Go to inmybrotherssshoes.org, uh, find the filmography uh, tab right in the middle on the, on the top, and scroll down to I Have a Name. You can find out how to take that in on Wednesday this week. Uh, it is well worth it. It's just an hour long, and uh, you, you will really appreciate Lucia Morrow and her work in, in, my, uh, in, my, well, in my brother's shoes.org, and the, 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 the documentary now is called I Have a Name. And I know, Rosie, you're, you've been involved with uh, Chicago Help Initiative. Yes, I have. I've spoken to Jacqueline Hayes. She's a wonderful woman, and uh, I actually was able to uh, donate some money through AIG, and then AIG actually does the two-to-one donation, So, and I was able to advertise it, so I'm hoping that, you know, the, the Chicago Help Initiative could get a little bit, you know, more bump this, this Christmas season, So, but they do tremendous work, and I definitely support them. Yes, indeed, um, and uh, I did try to take that... Uh that film, that uh, uh, that uh, uh, the documentary, the world premiere number two uh, yes. of "I Have a Name." That's such a cool show. Um, so, uh, final thoughts today. Well, the final thoughts, Brian, is that I think women have tremendous potential, and the one thing that I want them it, to do is just become aware that they may be holding themselves back. So by taking action and doing some of the things that we've already discussed today, which is, you know, get feedback, uh, make sure that you're checking your limiting beliefs and then apply for positions or for opportunities. I think those are going to be huge uh, baby steps that people can take to advance in their career. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The idea of requesting feedback, um, and I, I, th I think we we really hit on something with the idea of uh, uh, requesting feedback about our our limiting beliefs. Yes. Um, because uh, because a lot of times uh, limiting beliefs are hidden in blind spots. Exactly. Yep. So, you know, there's uh, there's something that someone recently told me that I, I had a lot of favorite quotes. And you do. <laughs> and. Uh, um, so it, you know, it's uh, it's something that um, in, uh, in 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 putting together a, a show like this, Rosie. Um, by the end of the show, my hope is that we've had first of all we've had a great conversation. Yes. And that um, we've we've given people an opportunity to to feel empowered. 
and, um, and, and in that way, lift others up. Um, what, what, is, what is something that, uh, that in, 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 uh, in, in the future, uh, generations from now, people will say, you know, one of my favorite quotes is from Rosie Zelinska's, and she said, <laughs> Women have the power within. I think that's a perfect quote for the conversation that we're having today, Brian, because we women sometimes don't give ourselves enough credit and we definitely have the power within. I'm going to go with that. Um, you know, one of my favorite quotes is uh, Rosie Zelinska's and uh, she's, she's with uh, 19 stages. Um, she says women have the power within and you know, I, I reckon it's always it's always been there, but maybe they had some blind spots or uh, got some bad feedback. Didn't know that they that they did. Exactly. It's it's always it's always wonderful to talk with you, Rosie. I want to thank you, the, too, Brian. I want to thank the Bravehearts for being with us today. We've been talking about unlocking the leader within, because you can do it, and you can do it now. It's your time. Uh, we've been doing that with uh, Rosie Zelinskis from 19stages.com. You can connect with Rosie at 19stages.com, uh, 19stages at gmail.com. Uh, we've been uh, on Brave Hearts Radio on the Voice America Variety Channel. And remember to check out our BraveHeartsForKids.org and please consider donating now. Um, connect with me about mission building coaching and retreats at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. And plan to join us every Monday. We're here at 3 o'clock Central Time. And remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere. And we'll see you next week. Thanks again for joining us this week for Brave Hearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time. 